Well, I have one great success to share, and unfortunately, I also have a rather large failure to share with you all. Um, one of them is that our podcast is now live for the church, and we have sermon audio, and it's a beautiful thing. And so every time we record our sermon, we can say, man, we can put it up, and it will automatically download to your phone if you like and subscribe to the podcast. It's a brilliant thing. And then the first week I went to go preach after getting the podcast set up, I forgot to record the sermon. So you're getting something a little different, and you're also going to hear my cat because I'm not in the service right now. Um, it is a Thursday morning at 9 a.m., and I thought to myself, well, you know, I should at least put up something so that people can get the gist of what the sermon was about Sunday. And I thought I'd take the opportunity to say something a little different and to talk about why I wanted that sermon and why it was important and what I felt like I was telling me. So I talked a little bit about uh, the story. It was a movie a while back, and I don't recommend the movie, but the 300 Spartans fighting against Persia. You know, the Persian army was huge and massive and moving to attack. And uh, the Greeks were understandably concerned. <laughs> and uh, their army was occupied elsewhere. And so King Leonidas and 300 Spartans went to stand firm against the aggression of the Persians. And they managed to hold off for a ridiculously long time, 300 against thousands. And it's kind of this, this every dream of every kid is to fight against these kind of impossible odds. Like no kid imagined, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be an actuarial scientist. Um, like it's just not the dream, you know, living the dream would be, I'm going to be an NFL star. I'm going to be, you know, all sorts of cool things. Um, and so when we talk about the full armor of God, which was like our, our epistle reading from this last Sunday, we're reading in Ephesians beginning in verse 10 and Paul's talking. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. When I talked about the armor of God when I was a kid, you know, I went to like lots of VBS churchy things in the 1990s as like an elementary school kid. And I always thought of the armor of God as this thing that was supposed to make you super strong, you know, like going to turn you into a one-man army and like go kill the devil and it's going to be this super manly awe-inspiring thing and so the problem is that ever since then it's gotten stuck in my head that the purpose of the armor of god is to make me powerful so that i can go attack um in a holy and godly way of course but like so i can go attack and i can go hurt things but Ephesians, Paul actually says the purpose of the armor is to allow you to stand, right? So against the wiles of the devil and rulers and authorities and cosmic powers and spiritual forces, but not against people, interestingly. And it's kind of like this, he's playing on this idea that the Roman forces at that time, the reason they were so strong, the reason Rome was able to conquer so much was because they all worked together. They had like this shield wall where everyone had the shield in front of them and everyone kind of watched the guy next to them. They held their ground and they didn't break. As soon as the line broke, they were in trouble. 
And so there's this, this martial idea even that in, in battle, sometimes defense is the best way of winning the war. And so, you know, you look at what the armor of God is, like it's, it's truth and it's righteousness. It's whatever is going to make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace, you know, faith, salvation. And then your only weapon is the spirit, the sword of the spirit. And so like, I, I kind of have to ask myself like, well, how well do I wear that armor? When people describe Kevin Eccles, do they describe truth and righteousness and peace? And do they think of me as someone who attacks? Or do they think of me as someone who is connected to God and lets God fight my battles for me? Because, I mean, the devil, like, he's looking to distract us and accuse us and draw us away from God or maybe even best of all, he wants to make us depend on ourselves and not him. So we don't put on the armor of God to make us invincible, but it's like, it's to remind us that we rely on God. I don't know, like, the whole reason I wanted to, to preach on this was because it's just so pervasive, like it's everywhere where you have people attacking people and people telling everyone else who's wrong and well, this person's awful because, and let me tell you all about how wrong they are. You know, like it's becoming normal. We expect to hear stuff like that when we turn on the news. We expect to see it in our Twitter feeds and our Facebook feeds. We expect to see contention and anger and strife. And then somehow like, in Ephesians, Paul says, our weapon is the Holy Spirit. So when people are wrong, or when we think people need to be convicted, our weapon is to pray that God, the Holy Spirit, would speak to them. And if they need to be convicted, that he would convict them. And I think that means that we don't need to convict them ourselves. Sometimes you've got people who are close to you that they disappoint you and you wish they would live differently. You wish they would be different. You wish they would not do these bad things they're doing and you want to just go fix it or fix them or at least smack them upside the head if you can't fix it right away. I don't know. When I read this passage, I get the impression that we're supposed to be patient and prayerful far more than we think we are. So that's what I'm learning. That's what I've been focused on. And uh, sorry I didn't record Sunday morning, but if you wanted to know what was going on, you got to hear it in 7 minutes and 15 seconds instead of the 15 or 16, I think, that I preached on Sunday. So I saved you about 9 minutes. I <laughs> uh, hope to see you all next week, and I hope I remember to record it. Thanks for listening.